Hi, welcome to Brent Pella's Comedy Hour with me, me your... <laughs> it's the, welcome to the Vibecast, episode seven. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome to the Vibecast, episode seven. I'm today's guest, Clay Cassis, where we freaking talk about comedy, cooking, and everything crazy like that. Uh, the host... Do the ad. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by... Oh, what is it called again? Malezymes? <laughs> What is it called? I haven't written down. This week's me. episode is okay. brought to you by Mass. Don't the, skip the ad. This is the best ad read we've ever had. No, seriously. This, is, right. this is a great ad, re- ad read. We've been practicing for sec minutes. Um, it's Mass Zymes. This episode is brought to you by Mass Zymes. We love Mass Zymes. It's an it's a enzyme that is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite digestive enzyme. I, I actually use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to masszymes.com slash Brent for a discount. Yes. What does it do? What does it help you with? Uh, it's an enzyme, so it helps you digest. Uh, he has some he's going to give to me, obviously, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to try it. Um, and I'm probably, after I use it, I'm, I'm probably going to go to this website and buy some slash Brent for a discount. Masslife.com <laughs> <laughs> slash Brent. Prevent indigestion, heartburn, break down the nutrients in your food so that you can absorb those nutrients and not absorb the bad things. Correct. Masszymes.com slash Brent. For a discount. Mm. Today's guest is my good friend, Clay Cassis. <laughs> we met doing comedy back yeah. in the day. Uh, we've been really good friends ever since. He's also a professional chef. The best chef that I know personally. Wow. He taught me a lot about cooking. He taught me a lot about food. Um, taught me a lot about comedy and life in the process. And I'm very excited to talk to him, which we just did technically. We just talked because yeah. we're recording this intro after the Reverse. episode. Reverse but we jumped into a lot of fun stuff, man. A lot of, lot of cool things. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So please enjoy this episode with this guy, Clay Cassis. Blurred out. You, so you sat yeah. bare-assed on my couch. You, I was waiting out there for like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I played with the Theragun for a little bit. Yeah, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make your body feel better? It hurts my penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's too strong. Um, it was nice. No, but I, I was naked for probably the first seven minutes I was here. <laughs> uh-huh. And then <laughs> I just... Jesus Christ. I thought you would have come out sooner. No, I was on a call. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. I didn't want to be naked that long, so I put my clothes back on. But I wanted right. to take a picture to let you, you wanted know. me to come out and, and catch you naked, naked in yeah. my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So... But so I took a picture <laughs> to let you know I was okay. I was naked. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we start, I want to say I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> I've seen laughing because you're not. <laughs> no, I am. Are you? I've seen every episode. No, you haven't. That's um, bullshit, uh, dude. You're great. What's the? Dude. Have you ever listened to an episode? Do you, Do you even know what we talk about here? I want to say that I think <laughs> I think you know you're in my top three. You. Um, Rob Schneider, Amy Schumer. Oh my God, you're an asshole. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who are your favorite comedians right now? I've never seen your show. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that you've always hated my comedy and then we ended up being good friends? Yeah. I was talk- um, Talk a little closer to the mic. I started working recently with a comic. Um, uh, I forget his name, but... He's a chef? He, he's a, a waiter. Uh-huh. And uh, we were catching up. And we were. T- I told him I was going to come do this today, and uh, he was. A, he said the same thing. He was. Like, you hang out with Bart, and I was. Or, uh, Brett. Um, <laughs> he was. Like, you hang out with Brett. <laughs> do I know him? Uh maybe. I'd have to maybe. look him up. I'm forgetting his name. So where where are you right now? Like, um, oh, I don't want mentally say- and emotionally. Oh, okay. No, um, if you don't want to say the restaurant, that's fine. Um, to keep it light. Yeah. Emotionally, it's pretty rough. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Uh, I lost a few family members this week. Oh, I'm so sorry. And that um, the shaman said we can't get him back. So, um, dude, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's such a bad joke. Oh my no, God. but they did. They're they are dead for good. Um, and uh, that's been hard. Um, it's been really hard on my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, things are like truly dope. Yeah, um, outside of. Family mm. loss. Yeah, I've been playing basketball. No way. Yeah. Where? Uh, 24 in Altadena. Are you running like in games with people playing oh, yeah. five on five? Oh, yeah. We have to play. I know. I was thinking about you. I, I didn't think about how you play until I was, before I got here, I, I did a pickup game in Venice with some kids. On the uh, Venice courts? No, I was over um, by Stoner Park. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really like playing at the Venice courts anymore because people got so they aggressive. Yeah. Oh, it's a little too much, dude. 
It's a little too much. Yeah, and then there's like the guy that's wearing jeans that like is good. Is like good. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, there's good. that one guy that's he's, like in yeah. jeans and a polo that's and tucked he's really, in. Really, really good. And he's just firing, like yeah. calling the shots. Yeah. Defensive stance. He's good at everything. Yeah. He snowboards like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Uh, no, I. Agree that's with cool. You. Yeah, we got a hoop. I, I think it's because it's like the the legacy of that court specifically. Yeah. But um, where I play, there's some you know Saturday morning is the fucking shooters. Yeah. And I, yeah. I try not to go there because I'm just not good enough. How often do you come out to Venice? Never. I Never. Hate it. I hate it here. So you you live and work uh, uh, past on, the, on east the east side. side. Yeah. On the east side and yeah. past the east side. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, next time we got first and foremost, we got to do a, another cook day. Uh-huh. I, yeah, yeah. I kept bailing because I just had shit. Whatever. But I'm going to make famous. a date. I'm going to make a date happen and mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Maybe next Sunday, the 15th. Cool. Yeah. That I, have Sunday. Cool. I have Sundays. Are you off Sundays? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm still... I'm still cooking, bro. I'm trying new things now, dude. <laughs> this podcast is great so far. It's I, fun, right? I, I started we just kind of talking bullshit. Fam- everyone in my yeah. family died. No, no. And we started just- talking about <laughs> how you were naked <laughs> in my apartment. And now, we're and now we got into family plans. death. And now we're making plans to cook together. <laughs> this is, welcome to the Vibecast. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. I, you, people ask me who, like, how I learned to cook because a lot of people are impressed by what I do. Uh-huh. And I... Immediately Idiots. tell them I'm terrible compared to my friend Clay Cursus. And Cursus. then I show them your um That's your good. page. You like that? It would be good if you somehow fucked up my first name. Kyle Cursus. <laughs> Kyle. I didn't think about messing up your name <laughs> yeah. until I was Till already halfway. done with your first name. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I got to mess it up. I've been calling you Bart so long. <laughs> so long. It's like natural. I forgot what your name was <laughs> for a little bit. Um, yeah, dude. So I've been... Uh, my next thing that I want to do, though, is start to get out of... Italian food and, and do some more mm. high level main course dishes. Um, oh, one of my favorite cuisines, main course. Main course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You know, I, I'm not educated enough to to fall in love with the Japanese style, to fall in love mm. with the South American style. I I, I kind of want to pop around and maybe do. I've never made a Wellington. I know that's like very cliche right. to just go make Gordon Ramsay's beef Wellington, but right. to do something like that, to do. Um, you know, a different type of uh, fish dish, not mm. s- shellfish because I'm allergic. But I love all your stuff. All the stuff that you make is super inspiring, dude. Mm. And and your plating and everything, it, mm. it it's inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, I think as boring as Wellington is, it teaches you so many fundamentals. Yeah. Like cooking a, a, a meat with a pastry is like a difficult thing to do. And if, yeah. you, if you learn how to do that, that'll just, a lot of other things will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what is the next cuisine you want to hit? I don't know. You're you're so good with fusing Japanese style with Italian like mm, tradition, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I worked in a couple of Japanese Italian restaurants. There there were specific restaurants that were Japanese Italian. Yeah, were they well, brand, were they marketed as that, or was that just kind of the style that the restaurant did? There, there were two that were like that was they wore that on their sleeve. That yeah, was what the, their thing was, and then there was others that like Italian places that just had strong Japanese influence. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I've been surrounded by a lot of Japanese um, uh, technique and ingredients uh, outside of like strictly Japanese restaurants. I think I'd go crazy at a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, I think because uh, it's so methodical. I think it just be bo- I think it'd be boring. Did you see um, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I did. Yeah. What do you think of him? I respect him a lot, I but I don't Japanese. think I could do that. <laughs> Jiro Dreams of Sushi. <laughs> That's what documentary on Netflix about a uh, sushi guy. Sushi guy. So disrespectful. The sushi guy. The Su- sushi guy. Sushi-san. Is, Sushi-san. Yeah. <laughs> rice on, rice off. <laughs> Damn. Oh, is that, does that mean? Oh, my God. That was I don't a joke. Know. That was a Karate Kid joke. Uh, if he was here, he'd be upset. Well, actually, the Karate Kid was white. He'd be yeah, yeah. He'd be stoked. The whole movie's problematic. <laughs> he would have made the joke first. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's cool. Can yeah. you, I want to dip back to your beginnings, to, to how we met, mm-hmm. and then how you got more into cooking. Because I don't really know the full details of that story so i'd love to get it out of you however possible but we did stand up together when i first started you were already in it for a couple years you had a big beard and you lived under an overpass Uh and we became good friends yeah and um well i was sleeping on your couch yeah you you did sleep on my couch did i at least once probably yeah yeah so i was living in silver lake at the time oh Uh, that's right yeah oh yeah that night we got ripped we got ripped. Do you remember that night? Was maybe I was sneaking out because I used to. Did we? I used to eat acid in secrecy. While yeah, I, and you while never told I would me. Get loaded with people. Oh. And then I'd be like, "Remember that time we took a bunch of acid?" They were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot like, what? that I was getting ripped, and they were just getting drunk. 
Um, did we do uh, acid that night, or was that? Just... I've never done acid with you. Oh, really? I okay. would, yeah. but I have not. Okay. Yeah. No, I think we've been ha- probably hammered at a bar before, Dude, but I, I remember... never really drank at open mics. No, we got loaded at your apartment. It was just me and you. I was sitting in your lap. We were sipping tall cans. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. No, no, but we got we got really drunk at your house one time. I remember that. I'm sure we did. I think it's because we were filming in the morning, or we were doing something in the morning. It was in and Silver Lake, and it, right? And it made sense if I slept over at the Silver Lake house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah dude. So we we cruised around a lot, and mm-hmm. which was funny because we had such different styles. I was all act out, silly, weird stuff that most of the open mic community just despised. Mm-hmm. And then you had like dark one liner jokes that everybody loved. Right. And then when we became friends, everybody was like, "Hey." Clay, are you sure? Like, that's do you know who that is? And you were like, Yeah, I don't like him, but yeah, um, a pain in the ass. Yeah, and then so, uh, so can you take me from comedy into your I was oh, cooking quick, journey? I, I loved hanging out with you because I thought you were like a Kaufman type. I was like, There's no way somebody could be doing <laughs> this shit that bad. <laughs> like, 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 he has to have a, a, a trick so up mean, his sleeve. Dude. So I'm mean. joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I genuinely liked your character. I, it was fun hanging out with Thanks, you, man, but oh. Dude, have you ever talked about that that one night at Silver Lake Lounge? Um, was it the night with when you the, did the Eminem joke? The just oh, the, that was that that was at Silver Lake Lounge, right? Mm-mm, no, that was at um oh, was Silver Lake Lounge the the mic that what's your face ran? That was a spot over by uh, it was on Sunset. oh, it was Silver Lake Lounge. Yeah. It, it was not the Lexington. I was thinking yeah. of the Lexington. Have you ever have you ever talked about that that joke you did and like the, what transpired from that? I think I like touched on it once, but we. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to talk about it. It was yeah. it was it's wild. Saying that, it like this makes it sound like you did something controversial, but right, I know. <laughs> but it was literally out, just a stupid the, Eminem the joke. It was the dumbest Connor. joke. So I did a joke. <laughs> I was Eminem if he was the spokesperson for Eminems. Uh, and I wrote a whole thing about him pitching chocolate with <laughs> the I, shells and the peanuts. I just Do you remember say, the joke? Can I just say what I remember? Yeah, what I, I forget. <laughs> I kind of forget the joke. What I remember was you just go, okay, this, to set this scene, this is like an open mic where yeah. the, everyone there just wants to, to mope and talk about politics and Trump. and Yeah, it's an east side of L.A. open mic where everybody just, is like jaded and jokes don't dark fly and there. negative and they don't like laughing for other jokes people. Jokes don't fly. Yeah. If you have your, jokes, get the fuck out. Right. If you're trying to be funny, fuck off. Yeah. That's and the buy, vibe. buy a drink and then wait three hours to right. go up and we'll boo you. That's, yeah. that's the vibe. Anyways, you finally went up and your stupid smile, you're so happy. I was and, so excited. I was doing stand-up comedy. And you just go, this, uh, this is what I, how I remember. You're yeah. just saying, uh, this is... Uh, Eminem, if he was the green Eminem, <laughs> and then you go, I'm an Eminem, an Eminem, like some, bo- like it was just that over and over yeah, again. That's what and it was. it was one of those things where, dude, like everyone was embarrassed on your behalf. Like yeah. people had their heads of course. down. And of course, like blushing and yeah. Uh, and I felt no embarrassment. And the the host of the mic went on Facebook and said that she had a heart attack because of you. And, <laughs> and and she did. She said she so was hospitalized. She went, she went on the she went on Facebook. So it happened. I did my set. Um, I probably went like 30 or 45 seconds over, which everybody does. I didn't know that. We have three minutes at a time. Shame on you. I remember going over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day we were at Lexington uh-huh. downtown, which is a, a different dive bar downtown. And somebody that I knew was like talking about this post like that you someone made. Someone. No, but they didn't even know it was me. Oh yeah. So yeah. they were like, dude, did you hear about like this post about that guy from yesterday? I was like, no, like what? And they were like, yeah, this dude, Brent. And I was like, I'm Brent. And he was like, <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah. And he showed me on his phone and I read the post uh, and it yeah. was this post from this chick who was saying this guy showed up. He did like the most cringe, like terrible Eminem impression. He ran the light. Like he was mm. so bad. Make sure if you see this guy, you don't let him perform at your open mics because he was just so god awful bad. Dude, many of my friends were like in that comment thread calling you a bastard and like yeah. saying like let's get him and like it was such a mob mentality. It was mentality. weird. Yeah, it was mob mentality. There were a <laughs> bunch like, of people that commented on it. Yeah. People that I had said hi to, I wasn't like friends with, but I was acquaintances with. They knew you. Existed. Yeah, and they were commenting like, "Yeah, I saw that shit" or like, "Yeah, he did that at my open mic like yeah, last that's right, week." That's right. Yeah. And I was reading it, I was like, "Bro, it was a <laughs> what? I'm trying out a new joke. Of yeah. course it's going to be bad. I'm yeah. less than a year into doing stand up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who was actually kind of cool was uh-huh. Terrence Newman. Uh, yeah. I will forever have love for Terrence Newman. I haven't talked to him in years, yeah. but he his comment was something along the lines of, yo, you shouldn't be putting this out on in a public post. It's an open mic. It's, it's an, a blank canvas for people to try to work stuff out. 
you know, you don't need to call people out like this in public. You weren't dropping N-bombs. No, attacking dude, people. it was you an just, Eminem joke, <laughs> you just, and I went 30 seconds past the light. Uh, it, what? It's such an insult that, like, because yeah. you knew you bombed. Of course. Everyone knew you bombed. Of course, but, but that, that's what that open mic it, is for. But it wasn't enough. It's like, no, he bombed, right. and he's a cr- and fuck him. And I, right. oh, and so that upset me. The irony, though, the twist of this, and mm. then... By the way, while we were at Lexington, I still did my fucking set, even though mm. I knew everybody in the room had seen that post by then. Right. I still did the fucking open mic set at Lexington, yeah. and the next day, I still fucking went out and did more open mics. Yeah. And I just chose from that day on. That literally was a catalyst in my career. Kind of boosted That you. showed me... Well, it boosted me in a way later, but in the moment, it showed me, okay, there really is one thing I need to focus on out here, mm-hmm. and that is not making friends. Right. That is not trying to get people to support me. It's trying to be really good at what Mm -hmm. I do and focus on the craft and getting better. And yeah, that joke sucked, but I got more. Have you decided when you're going to start doing that? I'm still working up my confidence (laughs) to try and get better. Um, But no, the irony is fuck that chick because that Eminem impression went mega viral. It was my first ever viral video. And then that same Eminem impression in a different video is what got Nick Cannon's eyes on my stuff and ended oh. up getting me on TV for the first time. That's that's how you got wild and off. That's how I got wild, <laughs> wild and in, right? Oh, is it in? Uh, yeah. Um, so that's how I got wild now is because Nick oh, Cannon wow. saw the Eminem impression in uh-huh. a video a couple years later because I kept doing it and I kept trying to get better yeah. and I kept thinking, "Fuck that chick!" And everybody in that comment section. Yeah. Because you know what? She's probably still doing open mics. And a yeah. bunch of those people in that comment section probably quit because they couldn't make it. Because all they did was sling out negativity instead of focusing on what was important, which is the craft and the will to get better. Right. You know? A huge reason why I stopped doing it. I mean, I had no gripes leaving the scene because it was just nasty. It was nasty. And, yeah. and the the guy that I work with now, he's like, he's obviously he's significantly less successful than you are now. But I hold you guys in a similar category as just like genuine dudes doing comedy. Cool. And it's unfortunate um, how people like you guys are treated in the scene. So like, uh, these, uh, like, yeah, because we don't like lean like, into the scene. We, we, right. we don't like I've never spent time going to the store just to hang out. And, you know, that's a sacrifice on one hand because I don't know as many people. I'm not as well connected. Right. But on the other hand, I've had so much time to create the foundation for where I am now and where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I likely wouldn't have been able to do that with the same capacity if I was so focused on hanging at open mics and trying to make comics laugh at open mics and, and right. like trying to make friends over trying to build something to put into the world, which is what I want my career to be. Yeah. It seems like the, I mean, you, you were already doing all of this before uh, the pandemic, but it seems like it was a kind of a blessing for a lot of comics that I know, like Devin. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's on, he's on a couple shows now. It seems like he kind of got like some cool leads um, from not being at open mics and just like focus on his own thing. Right. Same with Connor. He has an right. agent now. Great. And then, I mean, you, you see what Ben's doing. Um, like all of them mm-hmm. are doing great now. Yeah. Um, and I'm so happy they're not at open mics. Yeah, dude, it's good. Fuck. It's good. I don't know the last open mic I did, but the thing is I don't like hate on open mics. Uh, but I will vocally like hate on the type of person that made that comment and then the type of people that replied to that comment. That doesn't represent all open well, mics. I think it's bull I think it's bullying, plain and simple. Like she yeah. she has a huge following, this person, and she used it to bully someone who at the time hadn't had no following and was just starting out. Mm-hmm. I think that sucks. Yeah. It's like you bombed, dude, and that's bad enough. Yeah. But let me learn from the bomb. I don't need to learn from a publicly, Mm -hmm. you know, lashing out Facebook post. I like the revenge setup you have, like the workout revenge area over here. (laughs) It's a yoga mat, uh, three sets of two pound weights. Yeah. And a printed out copy of that comment section taped up to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then that post-it note. What did it say? Don't stop being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It said don't stop being a bitch. So I can keep being a bitch. And then a mirror covered in uh, uh, pink lipstick kisses. Mm -hmm. That's just for private use right Uh okay so you though (laughs) back during that time when we were becoming friends and we Uh were friends you were doing comedy and you were one of my favorite people to watch Mm -hmm. um are you still writing any jokes yeah every now and then i i write stuff down yeah uh, every time i see you i ask for new ones yeah i don't know i mean it's so it's so few and far between but if i'm just like if i'm just thinking something that that makes me giggle I'll write it down. Um, and then every now and then I'll just stumble upon it. Cause I never really go into my notes. Yeah. Um, 
but then when I do and then I see something, um, you got a new one. Um, no, I mean, I can't read these cause they're just such like unfiltered, like yeah. weird ramblings. <laughs> but in the moment I'm like, for whatever reason, I'm like, I have to write this down. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> like this one, uh, I'm going to read it. It's kind of offensive, okay. but, uh, Fuck it. You know, this is, let me, does it say the time? Yeah. I wrote this at 12 in at noon, just at work one day. And this is from December 18th. Okay. It says, uh, people are so, people are so impressed when I tell them I practice Chinese medicine, but I tell them it's not that hard to squint while I take Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's not good. <laughs> So fucking so, stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> so that's the type of stuff that you would do, and I thought it was so fucking funny because I can't do that. Yeah, but I can't either now. Right. Like I'll pro like someone. I did Devin's podcast, mm -hmm. and um, and Devin's pretty offensive, I think. But um, I had like three people message me on my on my uh, chef's account. Uh, it's just kind of being weird, and it's about David, the, like like uh, I, nothing about not about anything I said, but just that weird attention. And mm. I like, I don't want to go on a podcast where like, if I get invited to like a podcast, like a come town podcast, I wouldn't want to do it because it would attract a bunch of like negative attention towards me. Right. You know, it right. works for those guys cause that's their entire existence. But I work as a professional chef. I, I you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're, you were fun to watch, dude. I, I haven't laughed harder at open mic people than I laughed at you back in the day. I miss those days. Um, man. Yeah, it was fun, but you look good and you're cooking now. How did yeah. you, so Throughout that time period, were you cooking at home as a hobby? Where where does I the... was working as a line cook the at entire islands, time right? I did. <laughs> yes. You were working at fucking islands. Yeah. I remember that. The entire time that yeah. I was doing comedy. Um and then I, how mean, did I, that... I was only at Islands for like seven months, but then I, I started... Did that line chef, line cook job no. instill some type of love for cooking in you? No. Did you already have that? No. You didn't get it until later? When when I was young, we used to my house was like the house to get ripped at. Yeah. We would just pop Molly and make spaghetti and shit. And like, it sounds great. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I remember, uh, <laughs> I was telling the story recently. My mom was never the cool mom and she tried to be cool. And she bought me some, uh, like cheap dollar store condoms and like passed them to me. Like it probably felt so good for her. Like I'm the cool mom. Finally. Hell yeah. I just, I opened them and they're just like color coded. Like each one's a different color. And, um, at the time I didn't use condoms. I was in like ninth or 10th grade. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't use condoms when you're that young, you know? No. <laughs> no. And uh, so I would just jack off with them. <laughs> and one day, uh, I had like six of my buddies in the living room. We're all on acid and molly, smoking some weed, watching like Friday the 13th or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I'm horny. I got to go. So I walked, I went in my room and <laughs> jacked off. What? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we used to do it all the time. We would sure. just like, one of us would just leave and... <laughs> and, and no one would comment. <laughs> be in one of my rooms, jacking off. Oh, but, Jesus. uh is that not a thing? I feel nah, like not okay. to us, but you know, we had other stuff. We played basketball. <laughs> okay. basketball. Yeah. Rode right. our bikes around, okay. set off fireworks. Yeah. yeah I was the only, we shit. were the only young men that jacked off. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, I, I walked out into the living room after still naked and all my friends were like, Whoa, your penis is purple. I forgot. I left the condom on and my dick was purple and I freaked out because nobody wants a purple dick. Right. So I ripped the condom off. And it slapped my penis and my, I had a red tip for about a couple of days. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm telling you that story, so but that oh, <laughs> how I got started with cooking. Um, <laughs> my apologies. Uh, uh, so we, yeah, we, and then you made a sandwich and you, <laughs> <laughs> and then that sandwich was so good. I was like, I gotta make this forever. Uh, no, but, uh, my mom was dating this guy, so she was always out of town, like just getting railed by him. And uh, she would just stock the fridge with bison, you know. Bison? <laughs> just, why bison? I don't know. It's my favorite meat. Oh, really? But I'm uh, curious why bison. I think she, at the time she was like going into the health world and be, do, like studying nutrition. Right, right. And that was the big craze at the time when I was in like eighth, ninth, tenth grade. So the fridge was just always stocked with it. Nice. And uh, we would just get fucked up and just cook bison all the time. And it was so gross, man. Like the way I used to cook, like I would take a nonstick pan, put a, just a package of frozen bison in it, pour some water in it and put a lid on it. What? <laughs> and that was it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. And I'd then you would just fucking eat it? On it. Yeah, like salt dude. and pepper and oh, like random shit? I remember the first time I remember smoking weed at my house, 
we we um, made sp- spaghetti or like pasta, like penne pasta, box penne, frozen bison, mustard mayonnaise, and ripped up bologna. And that was the pasta we ate. And then in the morning, I was really hungry, and I went to go reheat it. And there was just an unbelievably huge bowl with like eight forks in it because (laughs) we had all just been sitting around it, baked, to just eating it. That's insane. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my God. This is what weed does to you? Like, (laughs) I was like, it was so fucking gross. I was like, there's no way. It's disgusting. I think that I think I um, at the time, I didn't really know that I cared for cooking. Mm -hmm. But all my friends would always be like, man, like Chef Clay, like you know, you always took care of us. And I realized that's the aspect I loved of cooking was taking care of people. Right. I loved, and I think it was the same reason I did stand up. I wanted to see people happy. Cool. And, um, uh, I don't know. Things recently kind of like fell together in my head of why I, I, I cook because then I, I got, did you see that huge tattoo I got on my arm? That says sanctuary. No. Oh, in the picture of you naked on my couch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw (laughs) that. Yeah. I was, uh, I put a, I put a, a one square of toilet paper down to block my butthole from touching Thank your Thank you couch. so much. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> so sanctuary on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to go to this uh, little uh, like water source by my house mm-hmm. to get away from like my just abusive home. Sure. And that was my sanctuary. And I remember learning the word sanctuary because my godfather asked me where I go all the time to get away from my dad. And I described it to him and he said, oh, that sounds like your sanctuary. Mm. So I was like, I have so many bullshit tattoos that don't mean shit. And I was like, I might as well get one that means something. So that's the one. And I wanted to call my restaurant, my first restaurant sanctuary as a a place to just be be, um, untouched and loved and just taken care of. That's great. Um, So I think that's really what started me into like wanting to cook on a higher level is like the, the, I feel like the, the nicer the food in layman's terms uh, and and the nicer the space and like the more love put into it, the more that you could sustain something that you could call a sanctuary. Um, an Island burger isn't a sanctuary, right? That's just a place (laughs) to eat a burger and slam a a beer, you know? Right. Um, and that's your answer. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) No, that's amazing, dude. So that that moment of of realizing what it actually was uh, that you loved about cooking wasn't the putting the frozen bison in a nonstick pan with water Mm. and the the wonderful technique that that is, but it was seeing people happy. That's great. Yeah. Um, So from islands, you went... I ended up going straight to... um, I actually wanted to be a botanist Mm because, you know, I grow a lot of what I cook. Yeah. Um, And you're great with plants and... Yeah. Knowing shit. Eating them and <laughs> eating them, knowing what they are. We went foraging. Oh yeah, I went foraging with you, and yeah. you were pointing shit out left and right, so saying this fun. is that, this is that. That's a dead body. Don't touch that. Yeah, it was fun. My dead body. Right. Yeah, I don't want you. It was cool. Yeah. But you never went to culinary school. Is that correct? No, I. And if I, if there's anyone listening who's considering it, don't um, go to go work in a restaurant. Just go straight to work because then you get paid and you learn faster mm. versus spending money and learning slower. I think okay. that that's my official stance on culinary school. That's cool. So where would you say um, were a couple places where you learned the most? Um, well, my first real kitchen, which was a, a catering company, and the only reason I learned a lot there was because. It was such a big kitchen, and they did a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I kind of bullshitted my way into the kitchen, saying that I had cooked, but I knew that I was full of shit because I had cooked at Island Burgers, and I knew that this yeah. was a, hu- a totally different thing. Yeah. Um. So they would tell me to do something, grab a certain utensil, whatever. I'd run to the bathroom, Google it. Nice. Learn what it was, and mm-hmm. then just run back out and try to do it. And I ate a lot of shit sandwiches. Yeah. Um. I got. I like. It was a rough two years of like trying to get my shit together, but. I did. Um, did you learn technique during that job too? Like did you worked on different stations where you, well, could, I, you could fry, you could prep. Yes. I mean, I, I, I like there were certain things I had to pick up, mm-hmm. um, but I stunted myself in a way because I did bullshit myself into like my first actual cooking job. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, they just expected that I knew certain things. So I never learned like proper technique until later on when I, when I was like, all right, I know there's a faster way to do this or like a bit, you know, so then that's when I started, um, taking it upon myself or like humbling myself and kind of taking a step back and admitting that I, there was a lot I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I kind of regretted was just getting right into it and like kind of cooking for a year and a half, two years badly. Yeah. 
at a higher level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was yeah, for sure. a, a wrong move. But there was a restaurant I, I worked at pretty close to here. It had two Michelin stars, and I was there for a year, and it was an intense year, and it was just every day, nonstop, long days, and yeah. uh, I learned so much there. I did botany. I did, you know, whatever you might think astronomy is. We did that. Yeah. Um, butcher, butchery. Gastronomy, not astronomy. Yeah. 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 Gastronomy is the study of farts and astronomy is the study of space. Right. So um, similar in a way. Yeah. But you can't hear a fart in space, but you could hear space in a fart. Exactly. Um, I'm not, the, I'm who not, said that? Uh, C.S. Lewis? Yeah. That okay. was C.S. Nietzsche. Um, <laughs> I'm not only a chef, I'm also a um, whatever that is. Theoretician. Theoretician. Prophet. prophet Great, yeah. dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there. Uh, I worked in three Michelin restaurants back to back to back. That's wild. And, and those were the. That was where I learned everything. And then everything before that and after that has been, you know, so so. But th- those were the ones that gave me a lot of structure and discipline and mm-hmm. technique. And did you have a mentor throughout this whole time? It feels like the type of position, the type of industry where there's a lot of mentorship. Um, here and there. There's one guy I worked with early on when I was doing catering. And he was an older guy and he took me under his wing and he got me a lot of gigs and we ended up doing like celebrity events. And like at the time it was like, that's the pinnacle of cooking, yeah. you know, like, uh, just being at like random, like doing barbecue at like rappers birthday parties, in yeah, Malibu, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And now I look at that. I'm like, what the fuck was that? What a loser I was, <laughs> you know, like just cause it's a, it, you get the quick cash out. Yeah. You know? I mean, some people corner that industry and make a ton. Right. And, and people who cater make good money, yeah. but they're usually shitty cooks. Usually. Sure. Yeah, I there's think. probably a different connection to people when you can put some intention into a smaller, mm. more selective meal experience. And then you also become a bit of a therapist when you're when you're private chef and you're, mm. people usually want to talk to you and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just also that no one's pushing you. I, I no one was recommending me new books. Nobody was, you know, egging right. me on to try a new technique. Right. You know, when I'm in a, when I'm in a good restaurant, I go home with 10 things I need to research. With two books I need to read. Yeah. With five things I need to cook that night or, pro- or fermentation projects I got to start doing. Yeah. And I, whenever I'm in a restaurant where I don't feel that way, I know that I'm uninspired and it's not the, not my. Do you ever watch be. just cooking stuff on YouTube to try and pick up skills or anything like that? That might be just my thing because I'm much lower on the scale of yeah, cooking knowledge. I think but. it might be different because a lot of those people are like teaching what they've learned. Like, of course, there's stuff that I can learn. But um, I w- it's usually not the way I do want to learn. If yeah. they're if they're okay, um, I I was doing a certain type of fermentation recently that I, I'm not too uh, knowledgeable about, mm-hmm. and I had the fundamentals, I had all the tools, I had um, all the ingredients, but there was I I had like two questions, so I ran to YouTube real quick and got those questions answered. But I don't I don't watch those videos um, to learn. St- like random stuff. Like I only need them as a last resort. Right. Uh, if I don't have all the tools at my hand. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never really cared for them. Yeah. There, there's something like, uh, I feel like there's like a disconnect of like, Hey guys, uh, today I want to teach you this thing. Like, I don't know why that feels like a disingenuous way to learn the craft. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it depends on how you learn it and how you take it. My perspective on it is a lot of people that want to cook, will watch those videos. They'll watch a video on how to make a bolognese, right? Right. They'll watch a video on how to make a short rib ragu. Mm-hmm. And they'll do step-by-step step that entire process. And they might change like one small thing. Right. I'll watch that video. Mm-hmm. And then I'll watch 10 more mm-hmm. people making that same thing. And then I'll go make it myself having watched everything. And I'll be like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this instead during this part. I think I'm going to amalgamation of everything you've learned. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll, but I'll do things differently than a lot of the, a lot of the people did. I'll be like, "Eh, you know, they, they, um, they didn't make their bone broth at home. I think I'm going to make a bone broth for this. And I think I'm, I think I'm going to add a fuck ton of mushrooms to my broth so that my sauce has this really rich undertone of umami from the, from the mushroom stock. Right. Right. So that, that type of, that's how I've learned. I agree with that. And, and, you know, pasta is my thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned pasta, maybe not from like 10 different people. Um, I remember the first one I learned it from, I'm like, okay, this is how you make pasta. Mm-hmm. The second one, I was like, no, that way is how you make pasta. Uh, the third one, I, you know, and as I went on, I started to realize, oh, there's a lot of ways to make it. And I have to, I have to see 
what I do and don't like. Cause you know right. what? There's, there's no right or wrong way. Recently, um, with somebody I'm working with, uh, they, they wanted a new pasta on the menu and, uh, I was doing R and D for it and I, I gave them a new pasta and they liked the noodle and we were talking about it. And I told them that it's hundred percent semolina and egg. Wow. Oh, um, I had that one. I love I love that noodle. Phenomenal noodle. It's my favorite fucking noodle. Has such a good spring to it. Bites it's really great. Nicely, the bite is amazing. Great. It's a rich taste. It stores well. Yeah. I, I th- there's just so many desirable th- qualities about it. Um, cost is decent. Semolina. Too. Did you say semolina and egg or egg yolk only? Uh, yolk. So just semolina the yolk and, yolk and the semolina. Yeah. The, the, the recipe has like two two whole eggs and right. like nineteen yolks. Right. Um, but uh. He was like, oh, you know, for this specific noodle, I, we've always done double zero in egg. And it's like, okay, well, it, if, if we enjoy it, what's the difference? You know, like, mm-hmm. I just thought, and, you know, it, it, that is the thing. Like, all stuffed pasta, like, primarily is double zero in egg. Mm-hmm. But semolina is a great option. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's great attributes of semolina with stuffed pasta. And... um it's just preference. I think this, this person had come from like really conventional old school kitchens and it, that was such a foreign concept. And although it's like, Oh, I like this. It's, it's too hard. It's a hard of a pill. To, it's a hard pill to swallow. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, so did they end up letting you do it? Yeah. It's on the menu. Right okay, now. cool. What's it, what's the, uh, is it a ravioli or angelotti? No. Th- so, uh, the, well, there's actually, there's two, there's an annulotti, which is a spinning annulotti. And then they're stuffed with ricotta and, and citrus and uh, oregano. Um, and then there's the pappardelle, which is like a, a yeah. cre- cream sauce pappardelle. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was your, what attracted you to um, Italian cuisine? I'm curious, like, because, you know, you see French everywhere mm-hmm. pretty much. But I'm, I'm curious what your take is on the different, like, cuisine styles and, and how you kind of got attracted to Italian. Well, to be honest, I like world cuisine. Mm-hmm. I like, and I think I like it because it's like you could do anything. The the two Michelin star restaurant I worked at close to here was world cuisine, and uh, I didn't even realize it was I didn't realize it was world cuisine until I was there for like seven months. I just, to me, it was just like galaxy food. It was just fucking. It was just so different. What do you mean and when you say world cuisine? Anything goes. Anything, right? It's just anything. Okay. Um and. Uh, then I looked, I'm like, oh, okay, this dish has Spanish influence and this dish has that. And, and, you know, there was a lot of like Japanese elements, you know, like really delicate, um, garnishes and, and it just works Yeah, because it's, it's the, the world's food. I know that sounds kind of yeah. hippy dippy, but I it, get it. it just works. And that's, I think that's what I liked about the Japanese Italian restaurant is they go together so well. I think people, when they hear Japanese Italian, they think sushi and a big bowl of pasta. Yeah. It's not that black and white. It's not that primitive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I could tell you, I, I hate French food. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's, why is that? It's, it's boring to me. It's mm-hmm. heavy. It's butter. Um, it's dude, it's butter. It's, it's butter. It's, it's usually expensive. Yeah. Um, I leave French restaurants feeling dizzy. I, st- <laughs> I, I started in French restaurants and, yeah. Um, I think it just holds a shitty place in my heart. Like I, I hated my bosses. Mm-hmm. I hated working with like, okay. French dudes. Yeah. Um, I hated the type of cooks it attracted. Every French restaurant I worked in, it was like ex drug addicts and ex gangbangers who were just like, like newfound Christians for the kitchen. And so it was were, more of the universe of French cuisine yeah. rather than the food itself. But you're yeah. still not a huge fan of the food. I'm not a huge fan of the food. I, there's some attributes I like. Like I love. Like the, for the same reason, I love going to Chinese restaurants and just sitting there all day and having a huge, like huge pots of tea mm-hmm. and eating like all these little things. I love French for its wine and cheese and sure. you know, eating dried fruits and just I, I love that that you know th- there's a beautiful thing about certain French cuisine and there's a lot of nice French dishes, but I mm-hmm. think like French as a whole, it it I'm turned off by it. Yeah, um, here in LA, uh, I haven't had. French food in LA. I did have the best steak of my life in France, though, mm. at a French restaurant. There's a there's a pretty good new French restaurant over here off of Duhini. In should Chicago. we go? Yeah, we should. Let's go sometime. Um, We've done a couple of restaurant visits, you and I. Yeah, we should we should go to this. There's a couple I've been going to that I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm going to one tonight who um, that a lot of friends have recommended me. Have you been to um, Felix? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, went there for the first time a few months ago. You enjoy it? I did. Um, 
I made the mistake of ordering the pork chop mm. uh, medium rare, mm. which Too I pink for you. did not enjoy at all. Mm. Yeah, for pork. And that was what the server recommended. He was like, how do you want it? I was like, what do you recommend? I mean, this is my first time here. I'm going to do yeah. what the chef says. And he was like, oh, most people get it medium rare. And I was like, oh, okay. But for pork, it was like, I yeah. lost the flavor of the of the cooked meat because all I could taste was the raw meat, and I don't like the raw taste. If, of if pork. it's too raw, it could be really chewy. Yeah, gummy. Yeah, um, yeah, it was gummy. Yeah, but, but yeah, the, the pasta was really good. A good a good pork can be uh, can be sort of pretty rare. Um, did did a uh, did you have the um, rigatoni? No, we did um, two pastas to start. I think we did the cacao pepe and. Um, Shit. Did you have the focaccia? Had the focaccia. Great Incredible. piece of bread. Holy shit. Fucking A. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and then we did this like salad with uh, fresh mozzarella tomatoes. I think it was a caprese. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pasta was good. The wine was great. I want to go back. Yeah. Um, there's another place out here called Locanda Positano mm-hmm. on Lincoln. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, you know, the, the people behind Felix have a new restaurant in Hollywood. Oh. Wolf's Den or the Wolf's Mouth or. That's cool. The Wolves. The wolf something, something wolves, uh, like yeah. new modern American. It's Italian as well. Oh, Italian. Okay. Yeah, it's over by the Chinese main theater. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been cool popping to uh, Italian restaurants here and there. Did I tell you what happened on my birthday? No. Last year. Uh-uh. Did we went to Frito Misto? Is that the place you took me to? No. Uh, no. Okay. Um, we we went to Frito Misto for my birthday mm. and on a recommendation from a friend. The mm. food was so trash. Sorry, mm-hmm. Frito Misto. Just my experience. Right. Um, but it tasted like barbecue sauce. They served us uh, caprese. The tomatoes were half frozen. The cheese was like you did overly refrigerated. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. So we went to Via Veneto on Main Street in Santa Monica. That's the place you took me. That's the place I took okay. you. Okay. I really liked them. They yeah. Their specials are phenomenal. I had a quail pasta there once uh-huh. that was like ungodly good. It was so good. Um, anyways, I went over there and uh, I was talking to the guy. About, uh, we were just at this place. It was terrible. And then, you know, I he told was, him, oh, I've been cooking too. Like, I'd love to get some advice from you guys. He's like, oh, you cook? I was like, yeah. I showed him my Instagram page with all the food. And he brought out his manager. And the manager was like, wow, you, hey, you want to come, you know, cook here sometime? We could use passion like that here. You ever want to stop yeah, in? I was yeah. like, nah, I, I have a career. Right, but, right. But uh, I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. You'd be a, you'd be a good on my executive pictures. dishwasher. Thanks, man. Um, I do have a dream of doing a um, a pop up session mm-hmm. somewhere where I create a little mini menu at an actual restaurant. Have you heard of Melody? And try to cook. Mm-mm. Melody's a space over off of Silver Lake Boulevard, and they host pop ups constantly. Really? And um, that you know they promote you know, and pretty much everyone in the community that goes there knows that that place constantly has new um, things to try, new chefs, uh, oh, pop ups. Cool. So, have you done anything there? Or no. would you? Yeah, I would. Um, right now, I don't really have a desire to. What's um, it like in that world trying to get your name out? Like, as like, is that a is that an intention for a lot of young chefs to be like more broadly known in this age of social media and influencer culture? Like, is there a, a, a goal for people in your position to like create a new dish that? goes viral and like everybody comes to the restaurant because of this dish or like become known for this style. Is that a thing that you've, that you've witnessed right now? The, the, the split that I'm seeing is like everyone I know either is working on opening a restaurant, like getting funding and, uh, uh, investors and finding a space for their own restaurant. And then the other half are just, they just want to, they're just cooking day to day and working and like, to be honest, I don't people n- close to me. I don't see as creative types. Most mm-hmm. people I know in the industry, I don't see as creative mm-hmm. or I'm not necessarily like really inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't really see many people trying to come up with the new best dish or yada, yada, yada. You know what I do see a lot of is people go out to a restaurant. They really love a dish and they replicate it at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a cool way to like, uh, learn new flavors or techniques, you know, yeah, and yeah, I do that yeah. too, where yeah. when I was first having Szechuan food, I remember being fucking confused. Like how'd they make it taste like that? Right. <laughs> like, right. How does it taste? And I had to get the same ingredients 
and I couldn't make it taste like that. Yeah. It was infuriating because yeah. it was like, I know everything I know. I can't make it fucking taste it half as close. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't like, I would love to sit down with someone and just hear their thoughts on like a dish they've been trying to come up with. Mm-hmm. The closest thing to that recently was, um, I was talking to a guy who's trying to, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's a, like an Italian thing. It's like almost like a calzone, but it's rolled. So it's full of meat and cheese and then it's rolled up and then it's baked and he, he was having a struggle. He was having struggle with there being too much moisture. So it kept uh, dropping. The dough kept falling. So it's like a baked burrito shaped calzone. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. It doesn't, I would probably avoid that on a menu, but yeah. he wants to conquer that. Sure. And I love that. You know, is there a dish you're trying to conquer right now? I've just been doing tons of focaccia. I've oh been, really? I've been doing the beets, beet and char- charcoal focaccia nice. and just playing with different textures. Um, it's funny enough. He recommended, he was like, Oh, you should do an all semolina focaccias. So we did, we did three of them. Um, we did one every day for three days and they were all disgusting. Oh really? <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Yeah. So what's been your best focaccia so far? Um, it was a little bit of active yeast and a little bit of fresh yeast. Um, and then about a hundred grams starter to, uh, like 900 grams flour and then it was equal parts all purpose and double zero just super light fluffy had a good yeasty taste and then we hit it with some maldon herbs olives yeah um i really like like folding chopped olives into bread because it gives it like this real briny quality real nice flavor yeah i like that um i mean it's pretty straightforward like Mm -hmm. classic focaccia i mean it's similar to felix's but cool there's a reason why it's everywhere it's so yeah good dude i would love to make that next time we cook let's make that absolutely put that on the menu um what uh what is so you're you're you were at that spot downtown you're now at a different spot yeah um are you are you kind of in a in a position where you're cruising place to place picking up what you can or are you like actively trying to make one of your own projects happen or are you kind of letting that flow to move through because you know you have this idea you i'm sure you have a concept for a restaurant yeah right or a concept for maybe multiple or or yeah, whatever I mean, you want to do. Sorry, were you done? Yeah. Um, uh, I have ideas for dishes. Uh, I'd say about one out of every five dishes I put in like a special vault with, with specific notes mm-hmm. on how I would want to uh, produce it for a menu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they could be something seasonal, but pretty much those dishes are what I would see going into sanctuary. Um, and, and that's somewhere close to like, f- there's like, I have like 40 dishes that I would, I could see on that menu. Mm-hmm. And I think that's enough to start. But the way I see Sanctuary going, it would have to, there'd have to, it'd be, it'd be, um, it'd be a coursed menu and it would change often. And that's um, excruciating to do. Yeah. And, and, and I wouldn't want to do it until I'm ready. But um, I, my biggest struggle right now is location. I don't, I don't think I want to have a restaurant in LA. I think I want to have one out of the States mm-hmm. and, um, outside of the U S yeah. And I feel like I'm pretty far away from that goal. Have you um, ever cooked outside of the U S for no, any long period no, of time? Is that no. something you would want to do? Yeah. And it, it that's another thing too. It seems, it seems like a, like a fool's thought. Like I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I love, uh, Norway, Sweden, Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, I've never cooked there. But I, but in my dumb head, I'm like, I would love to have a restaurant there knowing so little about it. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that's just a a little fantasy that I've been living out for like seven years now. Um, well, I bet you with, with your circle and mm -hmm. your whole community that, you know, you find some way to get out there for a position. Yeah. No, I agree. And Um, then use that to inspire you further. I'm actually in, there's two chefs coming over from Norway now that are opening a restaurant in LA. They've nice. Three, they got three stars out there. And, wow. um, uh, I've been in cahoots with them a little bit. Hopefully. Uh, don't, don't say cahoots again, but keep going. You said don't say cahoots. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Is it, part but of keep the, going. is it part of like a sponsorship? Like, no, you just sounded dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah. My apologies. That's okay. You can keep going. Um, where does, where do you think cahoots comes from? Uh, I don't know sneaking around at night while the owls are hooting. Oh, that's funny. You know what? I always I always like the word uh, rendezvous. Rendezvous is fun. If I had said rendezvous, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been treated the way I was by you. <laughs> you think? 
If I had said rendezvous, you wouldn't have I would have complimented you instead of... Yeah. Oh, you would have interrupted. Condemned you. Yeah, but I would have okay. with a compliment instead with of a condemnation. Condemnation. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I was in, I'm in cahoots with these guys, and um, uh, hopefully I'll be working with them, and that, that could be my portal to, to that world. Cool. Um, uh, but to answer your question, I... I was I grinded for so long um, towards a goal, and I realized I was kind of w- working in reverse. Mm-hmm. So now I'm taking it easy, working like 45, 50 hours a week, and I'm going home and I'm reading my books and I'm writing down recipes. Nice. And I just I started doing what I'm doing a different way, and I could feel the ball rolling a lot faster. Nice, cool. So I don't know if I'm slow. I, you know, I had a rough start to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it took, you know, I had like eight different passions before cooking. Yeah. So I feel like I'm a little late to the game. I don't but, think so. But yeah. I, mean, I don't we'll, think so. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I think that sometimes too, because um, I look around at people that are younger than me or have been yeah. in it for less amount of time and I just watch them take off. Um, but, you know, everybody's on their own journey. Something me and Morgan used to say is the cream always rises to the top. You know what I mean? That's okay. a dairy reference for you. Which? So. Oh, yeah. Because cream. Yeah. Um, uh, unless the milk is bad, in which case the cream actually curdles to the bottom. So, okay. So it depends on how you look at the metaphor. <laughs> right. <But. laughs> it's like a glass half full, but uh, the disgusting version. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's great, dude. What time did you have to leave? You have dinner at seven? Yeah. I got it. Well, I have my motorbike, so I could pretty much be anywhere in the city in four seconds. Um, sure. Uh, I'm a bit of a speed freak. Yeah. Um, is your dinner in Silver Lake? Like how much more time do I have to bug you, bro? Yeah, I mean, take take me away, chilling. Couple more minutes, baby. Take the wheel. Great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you say something funny? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time somebody asks me for a joke, like uh-huh. I, when they find out I'm I'm a comedian, mm. they'll be like, "Oh, tell me a tell me a joke." Ugh. Yeah, it's the worst. But I just go straight to a Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh, yeah. So it's easy. It's quick and easy. Rice is a good food because you could eat 5 billion of them. I don't know why I was a Jewish guy. (laughs) Yeah, why would you make him a Jewish lawyer? (laughs) Uh, Well, Hedberg makes No, mine is, um, I used to be addicted to sandwiches. And then I quit cold turkey. Uh, I thought it was going to, Norm has one similar. I thought it was going to be like, uh, I used to be addicted to uh, cold sandwiches. I st- actually maybe that's Mitch Hedberg. He's like I used to be addicted I used to, to drugs. drugs. I still do. I still but do, I used to but as I well. used to too. Right. Okay, that is Mitch Hedberg, right? Mitch Hedberg, yeah. Dude, you know what I was thinking of? Are, are you a fan of Norm Macdonald? Yes. Recently deceased yep. comedian. Um uh <laughs> He did die. I don't know why yeah. you're laughing. Um uh now that I think about it, he has a, a, a joke similar where he, he's with Andy Dick and he, he brings up uh uh nine eleven and Andy Dix laughs a little bit. And he goes, why are you laughing? It was a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he so clearly wanted him to laugh. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Norm's brilliant, dude. But they, they do the blue card jokes at the end of every episode where they have just like a pile of jokes. And I, do you remember, um, I don't know if I should say his name, but do you know the one guy who I'm talking about who, that we used to stand up with who writes some of those jokes? Do you know that guy? Can we not say his name? I don't know. I don't want to say Why that. not? You don't want to? Because I think, I think he purposefully didn't. Oh, like okay. Kept it low key. Then yes. But um he was a guy that we did stand up with. CM? C B. S B. Oh no. SB. Then you can tell me later. Because okay. I, I was thinking of somebody else. Um but at the end of the episodes they read the fucking the jokes. And I, I wish I had texted you to remind you I I would love I would have loved to end uh, the podcast by telling each other a couple jokes. Let's do it. I don't really have any. You don't have any jokes? I don't know. I don't. You got some jokes in there, dude. <sighs> I feel like I don't. Come on. Um, and if I do, they're. I mean, they're going to be just. As I have bad a joke. That. Actually, yeah, I, I have a joke. joke. You think? I think you might even like. Actually, you never like my jokes. Oh really? Yeah, but I think you might like this one. Wow. I say this is a newer one. I'm still trying to lengthen it, but I say, um, you know, I it's it's hard to learn about uh, the news these days. You never know what's true or fake. So I like to go to the one place uh-huh. that's always truthful and empathetic and patient and kind when it offers you a place to discuss trending news topics and that place is twitter and so i go on twitter that's the first part and then people laugh at that because it's sarcasm right? oh okay so it's i was trying quick. to I was we're like, in it now oh, okay but now we're in right right bad and, start and then i say <laughs> <laughs> have you ever learned have you ever tried learning about something on twitter because uh-huh. you have to go through the whole thread just to get the information and a whole okay. twitter thread is like 
da 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 here's my opinion on this. And then uh-huh. the next one's like, da 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 counterpoint this, argument this. And the next one is like, da 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 I'll put a finger in my ass, here's my OnlyFans for $5. The next one's like, da 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 well, actually, Hillary, da 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 And the next one's like, oh, well, I'll put two fingers in my ass for $10. Here's my OnlyFans. And so, you know, it takes me a while, but after, I don't know, two hours and $75 later, I finally start to learn about what's going on. Hold on. <laughs> The, you know, it's, I, the, the whole time I was listening to the joke, I I was go, I was going in my head. I'm like, you better start paying attention. <laughs> I, I was. It's better on stage because I can act it out. Right. But uh, hold on. So the joke is that joke you're is paying that, for the finger in your ass. Yeah, you know, it okay. takes so long to read through all these all the, tweets yeah, to learn what's going the on. Plus five bucks. Plus seventy five dollars. That's the punchline. That's the punchline. No, that's really funny. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one for you. I feel pretty good about it. Um, someone told me to. Uh, someone was giving me this advice. They said, "If I can give you one piece of advice, it's to marry rich." I said, "Yeah, with all due respect, that sounds like a fucking guy's name." <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, that's dumb. I love that. Uh, you guys, did you ever go to Dare? You had the Dare program when you were growing up. Okay, drug, drug alcohol yeah, resistance yeah. education, but then you hit your mid twenties and you realize it stands for drugs are really exciting. Exciting. Drug is. Dr- drugs are really exciting. D-A-R-E. Oh, it's da- oh, it's dare. I was thinking drugs. The acronym drugs. Clay Cassis, everybody. <laughs> I how to spell dare. I was spelling dare. D R U G S. Uh, um, how about this one? Uh, yeah, I owe I owe my uh, my friend two more blowjobs. After that, we're straight. <laughs> uh, you don't like that one. You're an idiot. You got more, hey, dude. How come I have more jokes than you? I haven't well, done because your, in five years. Yours are short and quick. You have one liner. Okay. I don't okay, write. I don't this? write one liners. This? this is my impression of a gay guy praying. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Uh, do you have any gay listeners? I don't know. They're going to love this one. Okay. Um, this is a gay you don't guy know praying? You, have, you don't know if you have any gay listeners? I don't know all my listeners. I'm sure I do. I know, but you haven't had any gay guys reach out say, hey, we're huge fans? or Say, what? what? Hey, Brent, I love your podcast and I'm gay. No, no I haven't well, had any you, messages like that. Someone says, I love the podcast. You click uh-huh. on their profile. Why would I click there on they, their profile? There they are shit blowing to do. another guy. That doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. Um, this is my impression of a gay guy praying. For all you gay listeners out there, you're going to love this oh, one. God. Don't. And I hope you, right. I hope you do. Have a lot of listeners of all different uh, varieties. Thank you. Um, the gay guy praying. Okay. Uh, dear Lord, Amen. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. This is why I don't do it anymore. I mean, but those, it's just, it's so, it's your style. How about this? I, I started right. this new diet where I um, put random things up my ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that that's the diet. Um, I started a, a new diet where I put random things in my ass. Um, it's going really great. So far, I've gained 15 Hot Wheels. <laughs> Thank God you're a chef, dude. Uh, um. Yeah. Oh, man, I missed it. Here's my impression of two DJs getting into a fight. Okay. What's up, bro? What's good, dude? Your beats suck. My beats are good, dude. What you trying to say, dude? You trying to have a beat off? I'll beat off right now, bro. You trying to challenge me to a beat mm. off, dude? I'll beat off right now, dude. Oh, I see. Um, well, dude, your listeners are going to hate me mm-hmm. um, based on your jokes. Um. <laughs> 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 All right, I got one last yeah. one for you. All right. Um, if I could pick one woman in the world to have sex with, uh huh, I totally would. Clay Cassis, everybody, follow <laughs> him. I don't, <laughs> oh, don't end it like that. I'm the guest. <laughs> How am I supposed to end it? I don't know. You want a big I, fake laugh? Do you, you didn't even do an intro. Is that? Do you do? I'll that shoot separate? that separately. You shoot that separately. Yeah, I mean, I could do it right now too. I would like. Mm, I would have liked to. I can do the outro right now. Do you want to be here for the intro? I think it's only right that I do the intro. I would love for you to do the intro. Okay. I'm not really really charismatic. I don't want to do it. 
let's end. Okay. But like just vocally and visually we'll end and then I'll keep rolling the camera and you can do the whole intro right here and you can do my ad read at the beginning too. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Cool. Is it off a card? No, I'll just tell you what to say. It's easy. Okay. All right. And I'll do it with you. Okay. How can people follow you online and where can they come eat your food if they want to come eat your food? Um, if, if you, if you want that. Yeah, I don't want that. Okay. Um, uh, say anything you want to say to promote yourself. Okay. Um, I don't really. Tell me what's your food page you on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, uh, for whatever reason, Instagram Clay, deleted right? my chef account. What? Um, yeah, they sent me a message saying that they can't prove or verify my age. I have to be at least 18 to have the account. They Weird. said they can't verify it. I sent them my ID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a chef. I have a personal account, which if you want to follow, it's just my name, Clay Cassis. Um, uh, I, I post all the same stuff there anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything to plug. W- w- hopefully, if anyone is interested when the time comes... Um, Brent will post something saying, Hey, look at my friend's success. And then everyone will come. Eat. That will absolutely happen. Yeah. And we'll do it together, bro. Awesome. We'll be successful together. Yeah. You'll be my third customer. I would love to be your bronze medal. Yeah. Clay Cassis, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I got shows coming up. Brentpella.com slash shows. They're all online. Uh, going to a lot of places. Dallas, Oklahoma city, New York, Philly, Nashville, Huntsville. Uh, and some other ones. So wow. um, Bloomington, Minnesota. Go to brentpella.com slash shows. Follow Clay at Clay Cassis on Instagram. Keep up with his journey in the culinary arts. And um, I'll be at every one of those shows. He's coming to all the shows. That's and, awesome. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be wow. there. And you will too, I hope. Masszymes.com slash Brent. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay. See you Best guys. enzymes on the market. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.